Do you undervalue yourself and what you have to offer? Or perhaps you take responsibility for other people's happiness, satisfaction, and fulfillment. Or maybe you believe that you exist to please other people. Or maybe you commit to things that do not satisfy you. If any of these things ring true for you, you could possibly have a self-concept that says you are not enough. I know that I have felt all of these things at various times in my life, and perhaps you have too. Far too many women feel this way and live their lives every day stuck in this negative pattern. But there is good news. You don't have to stay there. You can change your self-concept and change your story. Let's talk about it. This is the Esteemed Life Podcast, where I talk about difficult childhood experiences and how we can overcome them to live the life that God intended for us to live. I know it's possible because I've done it, and I'm here to help you do the same. I am your host, Michelle Hall, certified Christian life coach and personal development strategist. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, esteemed one. I recently finished up an intense masterclass on the woman-centered coaching methodology, and it ended with a three-day power-packed online conference called Empowering Women Live. Let me just say, Zoom is a wonderful tool and I use it quite often in my work. However, I do not recommend a three-day conference on Zoom if you don't want to have a headache every day. Just saying. But I digress. It was very good training and I learned a lot. I am a consummate learner of new skills so that I can better help my clients and myself. I like the fact that this methodology was specifically woman-centered since I coach women. I wanted to learn what the difference was for this methodology as opposed to other coaching methods. One of the first things that we went over in this masterclass was to not start out focusing on the client's goals. What? Isn't that what we're here for? Yes, of course, it is what we're here for. But instead of starting out with the goal, this methodology starts out creating a powerful partnership with the client and creating a safe environment for growth and getting your client out of a fixed mindset and into a growth mindset. You have the client identify patterns and structures by which they live, and then you help them identify a new self-concept. The significance of this is that when you are stuck in a negative self-concept or negative pattern identity, oftentimes you don't think about what is truly possible for you. Women in general tend to have a lower expectation of themselves. You will aim or we will aim for what fits our self-concept. So this methodology helps the client to create a new self-concept and see what is actually possible for them from that new self-concept. And that is typically far beyond what they initially believed was possible for them. 
there was a lot of research included in the training and I need to delve further into it, but I'm excited about putting some of these practices that I learned into practice to help my clients get better results. The facilitator of this masterclass identified 21 self-concept patterns that a lot of women have in their lives. According to her research, she identified three foundational patterns that many women have regardless of what area of life that they are looking to make strides in. Those patterns are, I am not enough, I am invisible, and I am alone. Unfortunately, I have identified with all three of these concepts, self-concepts, at some point in time in my life, having endured childhood hardships and sexual abuse, several of these things rang true for me because of the way I felt about myself after having those experiences. And perhaps you could identify with these patterns as well if you have had childhood traumas or hardships that you've dealt with. Today, I want to look at the pattern of I am not enough. And I'll share a little later why this particular pattern rang close to my heart. At the beginning of the podcast, I listed a few behaviors that are indicators of that pattern. The key premise of this pattern is chronically self-sacrificing to serve others without your actions being related to their true needs, thereby not creating value for others in spite of your overgiving. Okay, listen, I'm going to say that again. Chronically self-sacrificing to serve others without your actions being related to their needs thereby not creating value for others in spite of your overgiving. Hmm. This is basically saying that you give, 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 and work hard to satisfy and do for others, and the stuff that you're doing is not even what they need and is not of value to them. That is an entire sermon all by itself. Does that sound familiar to you? Do you find yourself sacrificing yourself for others, doing things for them that they don't want or need or value? If you would like to associate an image with that, think about, think about Cinderella and her evil stepsisters and how they were never satisfied with her work, regardless of how much she did or how much she gave. This research goes on to talk about ways of being that generates evidence that validate this identity in us. Check these out. Lose yourself in the needs of others. Overgive, overbuy, and overdo everything. Set nearly impossible standards of success for yourself and others. Chronically self-abandon. Sell yourself short and settle for less. Undervalue and underpresent yourself. 
How about covertly saying self-deprecating and self-diminishing things about yourself, particularly when others try to praise or acknowledge you? This pattern generates limiting beliefs that says I am an imposter and others don't value me. Others always want more from me than I can realistically give. And there is never enough to go around, such as not enough time, money, attention, resources, or even love. Now think about it. If you feel this way about yourself, what is it that you're going to expect to achieve? Your expectation is going to be based on your current self-concept. The goal with the woman-centered coaching methodology is to help women elevate their self-concept first and then go into the possibilities and the goals that they want to achieve for themselves. But how do you do that? Well, you have to develop a deeper truth about yourself. You have to go deep and you have to do the work. And you have to develop a deeper truth about who you are and the value that you bring. For example, in this identity, a deeper truth could be something like, I always have enough time, enough money, and enough support and enough love to live the life I was born to live. Or, I am more than enough for myself and others. I know it sounds good, right? But how do you actually make it become true? Instead of just saying it's true, you have to develop new skills and new capacities to make this new truth real. One of the key skills that you would need to cultivate is value creation. Get feedback from others and create things that meet real needs. You may have to develop the ability to accurately assess your true value of what you provide. Or perhaps you need to learn how to set appropriate limits and to say no to things that do not inspire you. There's a variety of skills and tools that you could put in place to make this new truth a reality. It's not just saying these things like an affirmation. You have to put action to it. And by doing that, by learning these skills and putting them into practice and using them, you create a new self-concept about who you are. And check this out. The goal here is not just to flip the statement from I'm not enough to I am enough. Yes, of course you are enough. But the goal is to go deeper and to give context to what being enough means. How are you enough? What context do you put it in? Give it some language. This is a very quick overview of this methodology. And I'm excited about it. It's similar to what I already look to achieve with the women that I work with. But this gave it a lot more context. And there's a lot more research that I can delve into. 
and put into practice. I said earlier that this particular identity of I am not enough rang very close to my heart because I felt that way for quite a long time. I've talked about in previous podcasts, uh, my childhood traumas and difficulties that led to me having very low self-esteem and very low, a uh, very low self-concept of my value to others. And of course, that made me feel like I was not enough. And a good example of how that manifested in my life as a young adult is when I was getting married and my soon-to-be husband left me at the altar. Not literally, almost. It was a few hours before the ceremony was supposed to happen. And I guess he got cold feet um, and his mother got in his ear and he decided that he was going to go out of town with his family instead of staying and marrying me. Okay. So of course I was devastated about that. And in that moment, I felt even more rejection, more, you know, it was another blow to my self-esteem and It just made me feel even worse about myself being left in this way. But he came back and apologized. And two days later, I married him. Now, when I went into this marriage, which in all honesty, I probably should not have. Red flags were everywhere, but I did not have examples of marriage in my family. I didn't know what a quality marriage was supposed to look like. I didn't have a father figure in my life to know how I was supposed to be treated by a man. I was just naive on so many fronts where relationships uh, were involved. And because of my low self-worth and my low self-esteem, my goal in marriage was to make my husband happy. I had very little thought or consideration for myself. I thought if I could just make him happy, everything would be okay. I told y'all I was naive because I realized fairly quickly that that was not the way marriage was supposed to go. But I I accept being left at the altar and went on to marry when it's something that I should not have accepted. That that was crossing a boundary that I didn't have in place that I should have had in place. That was a significant boundary. I accepted it because I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be wanted. I wanted to be a wife. And I didn't think about the significance of what he had done, the action that he had taken in walking away. So I have 
experienced that I am not enough and I have made decisions out of that premise and out of that mindset that were probably not the best. And so I can, I can relate very deeply with this pattern. Thank God that I am better now and I'm over all of that. And that could never happen again in my life. Thank God for deliverance, wisdom, and knowledge. So I think this methodology is a very good one. And I think that women can get a great deal of benefit from it. Because if you, like I was saying, if you think about operating from a negative or low self-concept, then you're not going to recognize or realize the real possibility that is available for you in your life because you are operating from that low and negative self-concept. So that's it. That's a quick overview of one of the one of 21 patterns. And I actually identified with several others. Um, I was a mess, y'all. I would love to hear your feedback about what you think about this approach and about helping a woman to raise or elevate her self-concept before setting goals. Do you think that would make a difference in what she wants for herself if she's operating from an elevated, more positive, more powerful self-concept? Or do you think it's better to just go in, set goals, and create an action plan and keep it moving? That's not a terrible way to do things if you already have a positive self-concept or a strong concept, self-concept. But if not, this other methodology, I think, could be really helpful. So go over to the Facebook group and drop a comment and let me know what your thoughts are about this methodology. The name of the Facebook group is The Esteemed Ones. I look forward to reading your comments. I want to let you know that I'm taking a few weeks break from the podcast and we'll be back with a brand new episode on Wednesday, July 12th. Many of you may know that I work a full-time job still and or the organization that I work with is going into fiscal year end. I am by education and trade an accountant, and I have a significant role in the closeout process for my organization. So I'm going to take a break for the rest of June and through the 4th of July week, the 4th of July week. And we'll be back with a new episode on July 12th. But in the meantime, I will relaunch some of my previous episodes so you'll still get some content for me and go back and listen. If there's episodes that you've missed, go back and take a listen while I'm taking this break. Until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you are a woman of a mature age and find yourself still struggling with the effects of your adverse childhood experiences, my Journey to You program could help. This program is designed to help you release built-up hurt, resentment, anger, and pain. 
shatter limiting beliefs you may have about yourself, set healthy boundaries and standards for your life, and discover your authentic identity in Christ so that you can live life with emotional freedom. Click the link in the show notes to complete the questionnaire or email me at michelle at livetheesteemedlife.com. And remember, life can get better. You just have to do the work.